On today's episode, we, God, we discuss the sick, twisted life of Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, it's this is a tough one. Yeah, all the stories that have come out, it's a, uh, it's, it's pretty messed up situation. But we, we kind of break it down and give our opinions on it, and uh, just kind of talk about it. It's a, it's kind of a rough ordeal to, to go through. But uh, we talk about that, and then we also get into another. Another deep dive into Adam's escapades. <laughs> <laughs> Another deep dive. Yeah, we go three knuckles deep into Adam's escapades. Big knuckles thirteen. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it was a. Uh, it's pretty entertaining stuff. Yeah, tough topic this episode. Um, our way of coping with it. Uh, we kind of threw some jokes out left and right. So we want to know what's your way of coping with with uncomfortable topics or uncomfortable conversations. You can tweet at us at OBP Raw. You can also find us on the same name on Instagram. Uh, also, if you want to continue the conversation in depth or uh, you have anything else for us to talk about, just email us at obppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys. We really hope that you enjoy this episode. Main, uh, the main character in the movie, or the not, not uh, the chick, but the main guy character, Skylar Aston. Oh yeah, he's super talented. So talented. He was on. So talented. He was on the fighter and the kid, and it was. It was he. You yeah. know, he ended up marrying was, the gorgeous blonde yes. from that movie. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, she was also in True Blood. She played. Yep. The preacher's was. wife. Oh gosh, she is gorgeous. That She's sweet smoking. Southern girl stuff. Smoking. Yeah, what 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 is her name? I... Ooh, that's a good that one. Grace? No, it's not Grace. Yeah, I can't remember. I know that I she was good. She was played, you know, a great sorority girl, but she was she was fantastic in uh the True Blood. True yeah, Blood. Yeah, she was, was really good. Great show. Blood. Where's True Blood? Louisiana. Her name's Anna Camp. Yeah. Anna Camp, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. That she was she was fantastic. I can't believe we're sitting here talking about fucking Pitch perfect. It was a good movie, man. Yeah, it was. It was. The uh, what was your favorite part of the movie? The the rip off or the was it called a rip off? Tim of the battle. Yeah, the battle where they're oh, like the in the swimming pool. Riff. Riff. The riff. Riff. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was a pretty cool by part. far, and maybe the ending. Yeah. Not like the credits. Not like bashing the movie <laughs> ending. But. You're like the best part of the movie was when it yeah. ended. When when, yeah. when the credits started <laughs> yeah. rolling. <laughs> Yeah, when I got to clean up and leave the theater. I think my favorite part was when the what was their what was their little what was the female acapella group's name? They were the something tones. No, that's wrong. Are you sure? Was the the that's wrong. The I remember one group was called the Treble, the Barden Bellas. Barden Bellas, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. What it yeah. Was. there's yeah. the yeah. other that they're Treble Makers. <laughs> yep, yeah, the Treble Makers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was when the Barden Bellas. They go off into, I think it's like a, I don't know what the what the hell it was, but they they went off into that one little area by themselves at night, and they started like doing doing the uh, was it Bruno Mars? It was song? an empty pool, yeah, empty pool, and they did the Bruno's Bruno Mars song, and I was like, that's really good, it was really fucking good, yeah, it was really good. I remember, I remember the first time I saw it, I noticed how like awful <clears throat> the editing is in that movie. There's numerous times where just like a scene starts and there's no context, like the riff off, 
They're just, they're, it's just like someone's in a, in a room and they're like, we're going to the riff off. Yeah. And they just all go and they start singing and you're like, what the fuck is this? And you know, see so this, this, like, this guy's like, you're going to win a microphone. And, but you're like, what, what is it? What yeah, they don't it? explain what a yeah. riff off and they have is. like yeah. a huge wheel, like wheel of fortune wheel that they like they you know you know what I'm talking it's like about on the wall and it's they like don't a... explain you know it's got like right. genres and stuff on it because they want to show you yeah but they don't explain the rules and then suddenly like they're they're sitting there singing with each other and he's like oh that was really amazing Bellas but you broke the rules and you're like and you're what like rules? I don't know what the rules are <laughs> yeah what rules <laughs> yeah yeah like some of that stuff drove drove me crazy. Uh, the main chick, the you know, the announcer chick and her little counterpart. Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. You know, she's the one that, like, wrote and directed this, or at least directed it. Yeah. She overacts so bad in that movie. It is, it is. It's like, unbearable. Kind of, it's unbearable. It's unbearable how yeah. bad she overacts. Her comedy, even in those commercials that she does on TV now, it's. Realtor.com? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. They're always, <laughs> all of her comedy is so forced. Elizabeth Banks is always she best. She's way, way better in Zack and Mary. Oh, yeah. Zack and Mary make a porno. She was good. I thought, amazingly enough, that she was pretty good in uh, Wet Hot American Summer. I haven't she, seen that. She just, she's not forcing it. She just plays like this really awkward chick. And Banks is kind of awkward in general. I don't know. I just, I can't stand it when actors are super forced. I agree. Yeah. I can't stand when anything's forced. Like, Sexual. Radicalism, like we talked about yeah, two like, podcasts ago. Yeah, I can't stand like it. when people force sex on me. Yeah. Oh. Sexual acts. Oh. Like men. Like Harvey. No, I mean like men. Oh, okay. Like me. Like Harvey Weinstein, not your dog Harvey. Yeah, like Harvey Weins- you Weinstein. Yeah, how does, said, it, Harvey, how does it feel to have your I dog you meant named my after dog. I know <laughs> you did, you dumbass. <laughs> how does it, how does it feel to have no. a dog named after a molester? Well, I yeah. said Harvey, and you were like, no, like men. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Do you have something to tell us, Josh? Yes, something I don't. That... I don't like it when men, when yeah. men jack off in plants in front of me. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's what he did. Are you serious? Wait, Harvey yeah, Weinstein? Harvey, yeah, you didn't hear about that. No, about tell that. us. Yeah. So apparently he. So I guess in the midst of all these stories, he he does like he suggests to the women like uh, I I want to have sex with you or like I want to have sex with you and yeah and they'll be like no I have a or boyfriend. he'll come in naked or something right he'll do yeah. weird shit like that. Or they'll say, I've got a boyfriend, I'm not into that, like I'm not going to do that. So his compromise, his, in quotation marks, compromise, is in one of the situations he jacked off into a live plant in front of the person. <laughs> it has to be a live plant. Yeah. A live, not he a jacked fake, off into a, a live ficus. plant. Yeah. Not a fake ficus. In Truth front of one of the people? What? In front of one of his uh, yes. victims, I yes. guess you would call it. His victims, yes. They were, I mean. <laughs> he murdered with a semen. What? That's fucked up. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say though? I can't remember. I was gonna make I was gonna make some joke about a ficus in a cock. No, or look, it's a it's it's for sure a uh, fucked up situation. And now it's just come out that his brother is allegedly uh, have been doing sexual harassment or abuse as well. Get your fucking phone off the end table, God. Yeah. Sorry. Mute your phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize I had my vibrator on. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, for everybody that can't see us. It's literally stuck between his legs. It is right. So tell me the story. I don't know the full story. We about need this to look. Weinstein we need. Case. While y'all are talking about this, I'm going to look this up because I haven't heard anything about the brother. Well, I literally just I saw it. I saw it on what one might call an unreliable source first. Which oh, was, Facebook, no, Fox no, no. News. No, I saw it on uh, Infowars. 
Um, so I was like, okay, like, let me see if this is legit or if it's just like some shit. Um, but then I started like looking into it and I was, uh, Googling it as we were getting ready to come up here. And I mean, it seems that it's coming out now that he's got allegations as well for sexual harassment or yeah, sexually harassing a female TV producer. Yeah. So what, and I I don't, I don't know if it's just people piling it on or if it's legit or like, but I mean, maybe the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So some of the stuff is they're saying he was an abusive boss and you know, that he was just really mean and nasty and whatnot, which I mean, from what you gather, the Weinstein brothers were both that way. Right. Even though I think Bob is technically the one that turned him in. Is oh, it? I, didn't, I didn't hear that side of it. I'm His sure. brother is the one that like dropped the info to the New York times or whoever ran the story originally. Hmm. What, um, what production company is this for? What their their own movie production company? Ah, isn't it called? Was it called Weinstein? It's just called. Is it Weinstein? The Weinstein Company or yeah, the, the Weinstein, Weinstein Company. Company. But he also they were both former co-chairman of Miramax Films. <laughs> they were. He is the founder Weinstein. and head of Dimension Films, former co-chairman of Miramax Films, and current head of the Weinstein Company. Speaking of Bob, but they what Weinstein. He keeps saying Weinstein. It's Weinstein. Weinstein. Like Frankenstein. Sure it's Weinstein. Weinstein? Yeah. yeah. Weinstein just sounds super Jewish. Weinstein. Well, I mean, I don't know if you all know this, but he is Jewish. Is Weinstein? But he's not super Jewish, like Weinstein. So it's Weinstein? Weinstein. I think so. There's, it, that, that, that would, you need S-T-E-E-N. Just it's continue S-T-E-N. the story. Oh continue God. the story. It's S-T-E-N. So he's a, he's a part of a bunch of like movie production companies. It's his own, yes. Yeah, yeah, so he's also the reason why lots of major actors and major actresses actually became huge. I mean, he signed people up and gave them chances to be like Oscar winners in, in amazing movies. But then, like Gwyneth Paltrow, or I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow, or somebody came out and said, yeah, he offered me a starring role in a movie. I had never been in a movie in my, like a big starring role, and he like brought me in and started rubbing my shoulders and, and said like, why don't you take your blouse off? And, you know, I'm going to sit here and, and play with myself. We could have a nice time. Everybody in Hollywood does this. Like, don't, why are you recalling? Why are you acting weird? This is just how Hollywood is. And that's how they get their victims to think that it's okay. They, they like smooth it over and they use this really, really creepy manipulation tactic. People, drug users use this manipulation tactic all the time. Like, Oh, it's okay, man. Like everybody's doing it. You know, it's like a, it's called disarming. Basically you disarm somebody. So is that why it's taken this long for so many people to come forward about that? So the deal is, is that, I mean, apparently the females in Hollywood have had a, an unspoken quiet pact with everybody. Like, don't let him do this to you. Don't sleep your way to the top. He's going to try. He thinks that's the way you need to get to the top. And a lot of women have like, said no 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 and they were really really afraid that they were gonna he was gonna end up ruining their their careers now, so that what, was the fear for most of them what we don't know yet exactly what we don't know know yet or or and i mean it's really hard to quantify how many females could have been huge actresses but they threw you know themselves against the door and just said no i'm leaving and they 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 thwarted his advances and now they are in you know basic obscurity because he like didn't put them in a film because they wouldn't <clears throat> sleep with him or they wouldn't watch him like 
You so know. what does that say about the the famous actresses that have come across him? Well, that's what some people are talking about, but you really can't fucking talk about it because they're like it's sensitive. Yeah, well, because he's a he he's the he was the one in power. Weinstein Weinstein was the guy. He's the powerful position. These people have no power whatsoever. There was one recording. So of, and your power sorry. corrupts. He's basically using it against them and saying, "Sleep with me or else," which is just disgusting, you know. But yes, there are people that are like, well. If anyone actually did it, that's their fault. Yada yada yada. But I mean, you can't even you can't even remotely talk about that, lest you get burned in effigy, effigy, not effigy, effigy. But I mean, there was some idiot comic that I saw today on like TMZ Live that was like, "Oh man, Weinstein ain't that bad, man. You know what about all the people that went in and they, you know, they did it willingly, blah blah blah." And they they were talking about it on TMZ Live. They were like, "Yep, there goes your career." Yeah, now now is not the time to take a stand uh, on Harvey's side. No, under no fucking circumstances. One of the uh, one of the recordings I heard on a uh, on another podcast, it actually had Harvey uh, Weinstein. Weinstein. <laughs> it had him. It was actually a recording. I, I assume that one of the ladies who is accusing him had recorded a conversation they were having, and basically he was making advances on her, trying to. I don't know if he was naked at the time or what. I wasn't sure about that side, but she was trying to leave the situation and he just kept saying, no, don't leave me. It'll be embarrassing. Just wait until this person shows up. And she's like, no, no, I don't, I don't want to have sex with you. I don't want to have sex with you. And he's like, no, you don't understand. If you leave now before this person gets here, then it'll be embarrassing. You don't understand how powerful I am and how that would look. And you don't want to embarrass me. You don't want to embarrass me. And she's like, no, look, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And she's like, trying to refuse but he's like throwing his power around and like his stature and it's it's pretty disgusting when you hear it like this it person is trying completely to get disgusting i mean this guy's just a yeah he's a he is a, a pig the story about what's his face seth mcfarland that was hilarious like in 2013 did you hear about this no i didn't hear about that. spill it they were there's videos all over the internet of this he was he was announcing who the nominees at the Oscars were going to be. You know, they it's it's so the, the Oscars are so fucking stupid. It's like yeah. they have to have a show just to announce the people they're going to announce on the show. Yeah, it's it's they're just so they're so full of themselves. Well, they get um they get Seth MacFarlane and that really cute actress that was in La La Land. Uh, uh Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Thompson. Damn it. Stone. In the stone. Sorry. Boom. And he's like, so, you know, up for a best actress is one, two, three, and four, and five. And he says, now, the other thing these women are going to get besides a potential Oscar is the ability to never have to, like, he says, never have to uh, fake that they're attracted to Harvey Weinstein ever again. And and everyone is like woohoo! Like you kind of hear people being like like clapping, but uncomfortable clapping. Yeah. The story is one of his really good friends was working for the Weinstein Company or going up and and having a quote unquote big sausage, <clears throat> you know, quotation marks here, a yeah. meeting with him. He would always insist on making sure that he had meetings in his hotel room or meetings at his like Malibu home. So he brought her up there and came on to her and she freaked out and left and told McFarland about it. And he went up in like this huge public arena and was like, we have five more people that'll never have to act like they're attracted to him again. 
You know, he said it like years ago. Jesus. Courtney Love <clears throat> in 2004. 2004, if I'm not mistaken, Courtney Love came out and told everyone, watch out for that dude. He's sick. He, like, came after me. He tried to do this. But Courtney Love was also, you know, she had, like, a tourniquet and a heroin needle hanging out of her arm during the True. interview. You know what I mean? She's So everyone thought she was. She also murdered Coke Cobain. Yeah. Mm. Coke Cobain? Coke Cobain. Is that his <clears throat> twin brother? Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Kurt and Coke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coke's like, hi, guys. <laughs> Sounds like fucking Grover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's God. like a, he's a huge oaf. Yeah. <laughs> His brother's good looking. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> oh man. Wasn't he the one that was in the the movie that movie in Tropic Thunder was about Simple Coke? Yeah. <laughs> Simple Jack. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, man, this Weinstein story is just messed up. Dude, have you seen his wife? No, she's, she's a dime gorgeous. piece, dude. I'm about to look it up. She's I'm gorgeous. about to look it up, though. She is fine. Yeah, and she left him immediately. What well, done? No shit. Yeah, but what? So, so what? This is where I'd like to go with this. Go ahead. No, please go ahead, Devin. What do you I say? was just gonna say, how does his wife not know about that? There's got to be some kind of instances where it's just like, oh, it's just his job. There's got to be some kind of clue in there that's just like you would he's like fucking around so. with these women. You would like yeah. to think so, because apparently, I mean, it's so widespread. It's, I mean, well, they were saying like, like Meryl Streep, right? Meryl Streep and, and some other older actress were like, absolutely. Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald was one of them. Did oh, she yeah, come dude. out and say that? Yeah, say something dude. about it? Yeah, wow. it's crazy. So, um, this is where I'd like to take it since we're already on this subject. This is what is going to happen. Guaranteed. It has already begun. <clears throat> this is going to be a landslide. A landslide. For people to come out, go oh, into yeah. their go into their jobs, talk to their bosses, or like yell and send emails and just start hammering people because they've been empowered. Yep. It, it, well, it's already happening on Facebook, and I and I, you you are you're already seeing the whole. Have you seen the Me Too, the Me Too thing that people are posting? It's like I think I've seen like two instances of it, and I was like, I'm confused by that. Yeah, well, I didn't understand it at first, but if you read what it is, it basically states that if you've ever been like sexually harassed or sexually assaulted, you know, they they challenge you to copy and paste this onto your, me your too. comments, which which is and everyone. just put me too. But then what you what I'm seeing is like people, friends of mine on there who have had it happen to them are actually talking about the incident that happened, and I'm like, holy sh! And the number that are and I, and I don't, I mean, you would hope that all of them are being legit and actually talking about it and not trying to get on some, you know, bandwagon craze storm or whatever to support an act. But it's, it's, it's alarming at how many people are coming out saying that they've either been harassed and or assaulted. It's, it's ridiculous. I go under the assumption. I mean, every girlfriend I've ever been with, it's either been raped or has been sexually assaulted or sexually manipulated. Right. You know, which yeah. I mean, why do you say that? Why do I say that? Yeah. You go under the assumption that they have? No. Every single girl that I have ever dated. Are you serious? That's a heart attack. I think you would probably, you're, you. it would blow your Wait, fucking mind. Wait, been assaulted or been harassed? All of the above. Well, harassed is like, Hara- that happens could be probably grabbing your every ass day. in public. Like, like no, that that's be... assault. I'm, ta- I'm, okay. I'm saying harassment is like, Wait, if nice you're tits, a female, lady. And you're just walking down the street, and someone comes up and grabs a handful of your ass and, and makes some comment to you. That's assault. That's assault. Really? 
Absolutely. I don't know why that never clicked in my head that that was assault. So it, it, that happened to me you've too. You've done it, you that, sick. So bastard. I had the exact no, same reaction, and then one of my girlfriends looked at me one day and helped me with some perspective. And I mean, I don't disagree no, that no, it no, should no. be, but I'm it just was, saying it's just it was funny. I had no perspective. Right. Well, she gave me some, hmm. and I remember just thinking like it, it like flipped me over. I was like, oh my god! Like I started remembering all these instances and. Like all like girls talking about some of this stuff, and I'm like assault, 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 assault. It's just crazy, you know. I mean, because you are assault doesn't have to be like with harmful. I guess it is with harmful intent. I mean, like it really is. They're trying to like screw with they're you. They're trying to or, fuck you. Yeah, or whatever. But I mean, it happens all the time. And I mean, like it's crazy how many people that you know, Devin, that are just afraid to talk about it. They just don't talk about it. It's much more prevalent than we think, and. I like Josh on Facebook. I mean, chicks just coming out of the woodwork with these gruesome, gruesome details from yep. their lives. And you're just, I was reading one of them and was just like, oh God. Like, you were 13? Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's crazy, man. I mean, I, there was, yeah, and uh, similar stuff. There were like, some that were where they've actually had their vaginas grabbed in like a public bar just by like random dudes passing by. And I'm like, who, who the fuck does stuff like that? I mean, it's, I know that people can be really malicious and when alcohol is involved, like, you know, and that doesn't, that's not an excuse for it to happen, but I just, what go, how does someone get so get those like so animalistic to where, and how do they become so emboldened? Right. To, to think that that's okay. To think that they can just cross that line and and just do shit like that with no regard to the person that they're they're affecting. That's just, it blows my mind. I don't, I don't get it. Mama didn't raise them right. <laughs> I yeah, guess. no shit. But that's what's crazy. So Harvey Weinstein, Steen, I'm going to call him Weinstein. <laughs> call, yeah, hey, please look, call him Weinstein. Hey, yeah. it can be Abanero. It can be Weinstein. Habanero. Yeah, Habanero. Say whatever Habanero. you want, Habanero. Yeah, you say it however – you say any word in the vocabulary. I'm going to call him Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. But he I'm started call him winter snizzle. I mean, imagine, like, the first time that guy, like, some girl was like, you know, I really want this part. And he thought to himself, like – I bet I she would, would do anything for that part. I'll tell you what. How about there, – there's a story about a girl. There, there was going to be a nudity in, in this role. And he was in the bathtub or he was in the bathroom, like wearing a robe and like nothing else. And she said, like, I think she said something about like, you could tell he was aroused or, you know, something like that. And he was like, well, there's going to be nudity in this role. So I'm going to get naked. I want you to get naked. You need to be comfortable. And she was like, yeah, just don't really feel comfortable doing that right here. Cause he's like a big fat pig, Yeah, yeah. you know? And I mean, he, he was like, no, just go ahead. Take your blouse off. You know, I need to see your breasts. I need to see your ass. Like you're, you're going to, and this guy's not behind the camera. This right. guy's sitting in an office. It's not like he's the director. I can understand. No, I can't understand. I'm not going to say that because I'll get killed for it. But, I mean, you know, like if a director and somebody were talking and, you know, it's like, well, you know, I'm going to be the one behind the camera. He would have more of a place to tell someone. Or if it was like three people on a panel and they're like, okay, yeah. this part's going to have nudity. Strip and down. Show us that you're involved. comfortable. They're directly involved, or a director, or someone directly right. involved in the movie. I mean, Not that that's okay, but I mean, if but still, yeah, I yeah. I mean, saying. and I mean, it would be it would be more 
okay, or at least more of something that you could possibly understand than it would be like Weinstein, this fat executive in his office being like, show me them titties. You're going to have to show them anyway. You may as well show them to me, which is what he does. But imagine the first time that guy did that. He's probably 20-something years old or 30 years old sitting behind a desk somewhere and tells this girl who's begging for a part, like, yeah, why don't you take your clothes off? And she does it. Yep. Because she's she's weak and she's she's tired and she wants a job and she does something that just makes her feel sick and she does something that she's like, you know, there's no way that I'm ever going to get a job in this town unless I do this or or whatever pressure that she was under. And she did it and she felt like shit for it and she'll feel like shit for it the rest of her life. Then that guy becomes emboldened. Yep. And now every time he asks, he gets a different reaction. Some do it and some don't. So even then it's a numbers game for him. Yeah. If I ask 10 people, and three of them do it, it's worth it. You know, it's just disgusting. Sick, man. Yeah, it's disgusting how that happens. I mean, that and that's basically how it happens. And he just keeps doing it with impunity. No one ever does anything to him about well, it. And the, the more successful movies that he creates, the larger that he gets, the more power that he gets. Yeah. Just the more entitled he becomes to where, it, it, in some aspects, you feel like he almost became untouchable. And, and it, he basically was. Well, and that's what's so weird about it is, is it seems like everyone that you hear talk about it in Hollywood, everyone knew it was going on, but it was like just a given like, oh, well, it happens. So let's deal with it. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucking crazy, man. So who brought him down? Oh, who was I, the one that exposed this? I think it was his brother. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was his brother or a family member. OK, <clears throat> so me, that, like, so turned what his ass in? What makes them different from everybody that was a victim? So if if everyone was saying like, "Yo, this guy's like molesting people," well, I don't understand. What are you, are you saying? Like, what makes so them- if 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 all of these actors and actresses are saying like, "Dude, this guy's like molesting people," yeah, then and they're like, "Ah, oh, it's just you know, it's oh, part of what Hollywood." Makes him, what- yeah, what makes his family members that turn him in? Like everybody's like, "Oh shit, it must be real." I think everybody was super quiet about it. Everybody else, I mean, it was an unknown in Hollywood, and you don't screw with Harvey because then you won't get funding for your movie, and you maybe you'll get shunned out of Hollywood. And I mean, those people are complete—they're megalomaniacs. They love the—they love the limelight. They love being popular. If you're not popular and you're not on the cover of a magazine. A lot of times, you know, people forget about you. And I'm sure that goes into it. But a lot of those people also, they don't necessarily... Hollywood is such a weird culture. It's like what happens in Hollywood stays in Hollywood. And only the people in Hollywood know about it. You don't talk about it. So I think a lot of times that it would circulate around the circles in Hollywood. But no, it would never get out. Because, you know, no, 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 no. That's like against the Hollywood code. There's a lot of nasty shit here. I mean, for Christ's sake, the two... Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Yeah, I saw got, a video about that. They got passed around Hollywood and like sexually assaulted. And whichever one died, was it Feldman or Haim? Haim. Yeah. Apparently got the, a way worse brunt of it. Ended up yep. driving him to hardcore substance abuse and he fucking ended up like killing himself or dying. Because Feldman he was molested. went and talked about it. And even, you even have, um, not Topher Grace, you had the kid that was in the, uh, the Twin Towers, uh, uh, what the, the fuck? Hobbit Twins. and all that fucking weird shit. What's oh, his- uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Yeah, I don't watch that bullshit. Yeah, he the had twin, Wood. Lord of the Rings, the Twin Towers. Yeah, I was like, are you talking about the nine eleven movie? What the no, fuck no. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure that was Nicholas Cage, <laughs> Nicolas not a Cage. kid in there. Yeah, Nicholas Cage was passed around Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> 
He was no. Pa- he was passed between Lisa Marie and Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and that fucking monkey, yeah. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. He, uh, so Elijah Wood came out, and so everyone was like, these two kids are really fucked up. They've had really fucked up careers. They're going to do anything they can to, to like, you know, kind of retain some of their popularity or maybe, maybe jump started again. Elijah Wood came out and corroborated it, said, nothing has ever happened to me. I want to blanket everything that I'm going to say. Nothing has ever happened to me. But I know for a fact that there is a disgusting, dark underbelly in Hollywood. And I know that they prey on young people. Wow. And he, his his article and his quotes and his article gave me fucking chills. You're giving me chills right now with your sinister sound. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I don't ever want to go to fucking Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, they'll prey on you. I'll be the first one that's just like, yeah, hello. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> How do I get in these gates, guys? Yeah. Um, They'll be like, man, this guy makes me uncomfortable. He likes us way too much. <laughs> yeah. So here's a breakdown. This is kind of what I found uh, as to when, like, some of the, not more than speculation, some of the actual facts and people started pursuing this. Um, it looks like in 2016, there was a journalist, uh, it says for New York. Uh, Benjamin Wallace pursues Weinstein story for New York, but is unable to get enough evidence to publish. Then in March of 2017, journalist Ronan Farrow acquires a recording in which Weinstein is heard to admit having groped an Italian model. NBC, NBC, however, tells him to stop reporting the story. NBC eventually gives him permission to take the story to another outlet. October 4, 2017, Variety publishes a story about Weinstein. Reading, re- readying his lawyers due to upcoming stories from the New York Times and New Yorker that includes allegations of sexual assault. Um, October 5th, New York Times publishes the first Weinstein story. Harvey Weinstein paid off sexual harassment accusers for decades. Oh, paid off tons of them. Yeah. Um, and then October 10th, publishes uh, Farrell publishes his piece in the New Yorker for aggressive overtures to sexual... But then it, it also has a timeline of some of the... How some of the like funny jokes and stuff that came out, like it talks about the Seth MacFarlane thing you talked about. There was a joke on Thirty Rock in 2013 that came out. Uh, so yeah. so everybody knew about this, but nobody came forward. Well, I think a lot of it was like rumors and jokes and speculation about it happening. Um, and I don't know that there was really a hundred percent truth to it. But yeah, there was this always this underlying part to where people knew about it, but. And all the wrong people came forward, sounds like. Yeah. Courtney Love, but this, heroin. Well, but, I mean, you hear in there, they squashed stories. But here's the thing is I think what he was also doing is the people that would start to come forward with it, he would he would then pay them off and then make them sign a, what's it called? A um, non-disclosure. Non-disclosure to where they can't, they can't talk about it. If they do, he could then legally sue them. So that's how that was kind of his way of getting around it was he would have them sign a uh, a non disclosure to where basically their hands were tied, and then they took this one. He would payment. make them sign a non disclosure. Yeah, so he would pay them off and then make them sign a non disclosure to where they could never sue him, never report it to anyone, and basically they had to just keep their mouth shut. Dude, fuck that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fuck why you that. never sign a non disclosure. Yep. Ever. Yep. Because if you, I mean, you just like in passing one day, you tell someone and it, for some odd reason, it comes back to you. 
they sue you for everything you're worth. You'll be stuck in litigation and paying people for the rest of your life. Well, yeah, it's like any company that you work for. If they if they want you to sign a non-disclosure. Non-compete. Yeah. Well, non-compete. I mean, that's. There's non-disclosure and non-compete. Yeah. yeah. So you don't talk about what, like, their, their secrets. Right. But, yeah, dude, yeah. It's, it's jacked up. Jacked up situation. Faux show. Yeah, what do they call that? Like, something capital, like. It's like retail capital or it's got some name to it. You, you have to like protect it with non-disclosure and non-compete. I don't know. I didn't, uh, I haven't learned that one yet. It still yeah. blows my mind how. It's year two. Yeah. Yeah. That I, when I hit year 15, that's when I'll, I'll learn that, that trick. Yeah. Yeah. Fucker. Yeah. It, it still blows my mind how the right person has to come forward in situations like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because plenty of people have, have, hinted towards it or spoken out and nothing nothing's ever happened right but then the right person steps forward and then all of a sudden the fucking snowball effect starts <laughs> yeah. happening one naked hooker comes out of a hotel screaming he he touched me you know and like that's like what happens it's like oh yeah he did no so i, I missed it maybe i missed it did it not overtly say that his brother was one of the people that like gave the new york new york times their their information no, it did not. In this particular article, which is, uh, it's on a website called Mashable, so I'll give them the credit for it. It does not speak about that. It even has it in here, um, going all the way back to like 2001, about how um, there was a guy named David Carr who was pursuing allegations against them. Um, I mean, there's a there's a a shit ton of stuff in here. But I that, typed in on Google. I'm going to type in, or I'm going to type in, who turned in Harvey Weinstein. I did the same thing. Yeah. yeah uh, it auto-corrected to who turned in Jesus. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. uh, that yeah. would be Judas. Yeah, exactly. Who turned in Fucking Jesus. Judas. <laughs> what was that? That joke in Superbad where uh, Michael, Michael Sarah was talking to Jonah Hill, and he's like, all right, fucking Judas. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I don't remember the exact joke. I just yeah. mumbled. I was like, you remember that? Remember that? Remember that? I, I think I mumble. Do I mumble a lot? Mumble sometimes. a lot. I feel like you stumble over your words sometimes. I do. I talk too fast. Yeah. I still, this whole thing, you know, about Harvey Weinstein is, you know, he gave shit loads of money to the Clintons, to yeah. the Obamas, to like the Democratic Party. There's all these pictures of like the Clintons, like with their arm around Weinstein and Weinstein, whatever his name is. And they're like all buddy, buddy, all these dinners with each other. He did, did the same with the Obamas. So they all had to come out and immediately like denounce him and say, oh, he's so disgusting. He's so disgusting. Well, I heard someone bring up her husband today. We're like, there is a laundry list of women that have sexual harassment and like sexual misconduct claims against Bill Clinton. A laundry list. You know, some of I it bet. was consensual, some of it wasn't. I bet old Weinstein and Clinton were reeling them in together. <laughs> yeah. Sick bastards. Yeah. But it's funny that they, like, all these people in the Democratic Party had to come out and denounce him really quickly because they've been taking money from that dude for years. Lots and lots of money. Well, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to Chris D'Elia's podcast, Congratulations, today, and he was talking about how one of the girls that he dated a few years back had, um, she had went in for a part. She was an actress and he even at that time was already hearing about some of the stories and just kind of forewarned her about it. And she was like, I know she's like, I know. And she went in and stood strong and was like, I'm not going to, 
Like, I'm not going to have sex with you. And clearly nothing happened with her career either. Yeah. So. I mean, listen to this list. It's uh, Ashley Judd, Rose McGowan. Yeah. Asia Argento, Mira Sorvino, Rosanna Arquette. Um, Some big time actresses, man. Yeah. Some classic actresses, too. Yeah, I, I mean, that's stuff. just a small, this is a small amount. And I don't know, I kept, I have heard a thousand times that it his brother or a family member was part of the reason why he got turned in, and I cannot corroborate it. I can't do it. Sorry, guys, we, we make a lot of this. It's our way of coping with it, but it's, it is a serious matter. Ashley Judd. Hold on, I'm sorry, what did he just say? I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> I said something super serious, and you were like Ashley Judd. <laughs> what did you, I'm so sorry. I said I said sorry, guys. We do make light of this some topics, but it is a fucking serious matter. He yeah. said that's, our, he, that's our way of coping with it. Is yeah, we make light. He's joking around and stuff, but I mean, this is like it's obviously really serious. I mean, listen to this from Ashley Judd. Um, Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. Claims that during the filming of Weinstein's movie Kiss the Girls, he repeatedly asked her to watch him as he showered and offered to give her a massage in his hotel room. She says she remembers thinking at the time, this is the fucked up part. How do I get out of this room as fast as possible without alienating Harvey Weinstein? Jeez. How do I get out of here as fast as I can Without making sure that this like crazy sexual fuck doesn't ruin my career, right? And I think that's what was so hard for all of them, and why like why you had some that felt almost like they had to do it because one, they're trying to pursue their career, and they they're also trying not to end it as well. So it's man, it's oh God, I, I can't imagine. It's so screwed. Yeah, I can't imagine that. We need to uh, transition topics. Why? Yeah. You don't like talking about Harvey Weinstein? No, we've spent like 40 <laughs> minutes on fucking Harvey Weinstein. It has. It's been yeah, like but 30, it's messed 35 up. 35 minutes. I know. Yeah, nobody, I mean, we. I don't want to talk about the Vegas. Why are you thing. spinning your fucking phone case like a holster? Because it's American. I, it's free cunch. <laughs> don't ever say that again. <laughs> no. America. America is, a, oh, I can't even. Hey, it's free cunch. Maybe you should grab a fucking man off the table. I already got one in my mouth, so shut your mouth. <sighs> oh. uh, I, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> what Are you is? talking about? <laughs> it's unbelievable that you can drink beer and put these sugar-free mints in your mouth and do those at the same time. That's like chewing gum or eating a banana and brushing your teeth at the same time. It just doesn't make any sense. That's a good analogy. It's like chewing gum and then curb stomping you at the same time. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, don't judge me for Chewing how I choose and eating to spaghetti at the same time. How I choose to keep my vocal cords loosened while we <laughs> while we speak. Yeah. I'll show you how to keep your vocal cord loose. Yeah, punch you right in the throat. Yeah. So it's it's been a while since we've done our last podcast. Yeah, it's been about three weeks. Three has it? Has been it really weeks? been three weeks? I want to say two. It's been at least two and a half. Let's see. No, you, it, it may been, not seem been, like it to you guys, but it's been it's been like two weeks to no, the audience. It's it's almost been three weeks, literally, Damn. because it was it was like the Tuesday before I went on vacation. Yeah, and now we are at the Tuesday after 
like two weeks, whatever. It's been three fucking weeks. Yeah. So that's what I was leading into. A few things have happened. Uh, one, Josh went to New York, and uh, I would like to hear about your your adventure because okay. I hear I hear a lot of exciting things have happened to you in New York. They did a lot of exciting things. Well, maybe not a lot. I consider one or two exciting things a lot because okay. my life is boring. All right, that's fair. Um, so w- yes, went to New York. Very cool city. I definitely don't want to ever live there. It's dirty as fuck. You know, it, it wasn't that bad. Um, there were a couple things that kind of rubbed me the wrong way or perturbed me. I will say, big misconception, the people are super nice. Super nice. Everyone we interacted with, outrageously nice, willing to help. If we had questions, whatever, they were super, super nice. Hotel was mediocre. Wasn't great. A Motel 6. Yeah, we stayed at the uh, the Manhattan Motel 6 right on Times Square. <laughs> Um, Are you shitting me? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> uh, so we, we did stay literally less than a block off of Times Square, which was kind of cool because, I mean, all the stuff around Times Square is open super late. So uh, a couple things that perturbed me about the city is there's garbage out all the time. So you, if you're walking anywhere, I, I feel like there's garbage pickup like every day. You know why? Why? That- because there's everywhere. Like 50 million people that live there. Well, they don't have alleyways. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause, so I learned this in Chicago when I, when I went to Chicago with my girlfriend, um, the, one of the tour guides there, they were like, uh, yeah, it, it looks really clean. Like the streets look cleaner than New York because we have alleyways. We just put that our trash in sense. alleyways. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So literally it doesn't matter what time of day that you're walking down the street, you will catch the occasional faint smell of garbage. If you're like in the city part, um, and then the occasional uh, smell of piss as well. Your piss, not my piss, no. <laughs> um, but I mean, look, it's very cool. There's, you know, there's all these. Doesn't matter where you're walking. There's all kinds of cool shops that you can stop and go into. Cool, amazing places to eat. Um, so that was that was actually probably the funnest part, which is the funnest part of any vacation is the eating, for sure. Uh, went to Junior's, had their amazing cheesecake. Uh, I know I'll catch a lot of flack for this one, but for our anniversary, we went to Ruth's Chris. I know we have one in Nashville. Jesus Christ, get off my back. I didn't I didn't even fucking look at you crazy. <laughs> I know, but I know. Oh, you're just afraid of all the Twitter no, flack. No, no, no. I got, Facebook, like, I got Facebook, I got Facebook flack because we went there. And you look, should. Here's the thing, though. When you start looking I on, think Ruth's Chris sucks, by the you? way. How dare you? I have never How been. Da- I've had. I've, I've gone there twice and had two of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. I have never been so disappointed in a steak in my entire life. Wow! wow. I ordered my steak medium. That's word. not really difficult. Ordered it medium. They came out on like a five hundred degree plate. Don't touch it. I With cut the butter and everything. Yes, I cut into that thing. It was well. Did you send it back? No. You never sent a steak back. Listen to me. I am a one million percent, excuse me, this steak was outrageous. You fucking take this piece of meat back and give me one that I want right now. So my ex was highly sensitive to that, and she would freak out. And I turned and I looked For at her. For a steak that expensive? I I took three, took her and a, and, a, and a friend and his wife out for his birthday. That was almost a $500 meal. Yeah. It's expensive. Yeah, it was. It was five hundred dollars for it was four people. Five hundred dollar meal, dude. One, it was four hundred, like with tax and everything, and with with tip, it was like four hundred thirty. For our anniversary, for our anniversary, it was because I had a, you. 
had a couple beers. She had a couple couple glasses of wine. It was it was probably about two fifty. I was, oh, Jesus I was Christ, super, dude. Yeah, it's, it's that, and that's what I hate about Ruth's Chris. It's not worth it. I have been to Jay Alexander's, good. and I've gotten a $25 steak that was one of the most gorgeous pieces of meat I've ever had in my life. That piece of like flesh at Ruth's Chris, the service wasn't even that good. And the guy that I was I went with, was he was being a total douche that night. But it just it was a bad experience all the way around. I would never go back unless I had a, a 100% free gift card or something like that. What's not worth it? Okay. So, anyways, sorry. We went to went to Ruth's Chris. <laughs> ran over. Yeah, ran over. Went to Ruth's Chris, and here's what was interesting about that meal. And I know this has nothing to do with the New York trip, but literally three tables over, in perfect viewing sight. From Harvey us, Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. No, Weinstein was there. And Ashley Judd. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, there was some gentleman who. You know, best I could tell, it was purely speculation in my assumption, was out with his mistress. Oh, really? Yes. And the only way I know this is because they had total disregard. She was wearing a name tag that said, I'm his mistress. <laughs> yeah. She had a uh, tattoo on her left shoulder that said, I'm... Don't. I don't know. I looked at you and I was like, he's going to say it and it's going to be bad. It was. I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to say what you thought I was going to say. Anyways... They had total disregard for anyone that was around them. It was, yeah, I mean, sucking face, hardcore, like the the type that's inappropriate, like too much. Yeah, like you look at it and you're like, oh, what the? And he uh. was just like, it was it was over the top, um, and uh, so that was amusing to watch. Uh, but anyways, on on with the rest of the stuff. Had some really good food away up there. Went to Central Park. That was cool. Uh, yeah, Central Park is. Freaking cool. Central Park's really cool. Went to Empire State Building. That was cool. Went to Rockefeller Center. Actually got to partake in the monologue rehearsal for Jimmy Fallon. That's what I was talking about. The cool thing. Oh, that, that was, that was very yeah, cool. Yeah. That was what I was alluding to. So, really funny story. I guess it's funny. Whatever. Weird story. Before we went up there, I was trying to get Jimmy Fallon tickets. And I don't know if either one of you have ever tried, but it's hard as shit. Oh, of course. And his tickets come out a month in advance. And I don't think, I think they're free, but you have to like request them. Anyways, they're gone like instantaneously. So the only way you can get them is like standby. Well, standby is like a process. You have to get up at like 5 a.m., go down there and wait, get in line. They give out the tickets at nine o'clock. So you're waiting for like four hours. Um, And then you either, I can't remember if you have to come back like later that, whatever. It's a huge process. You waste a day just in hopes that you're going to get tickets. So we didn't want to waste a day. So we're like, Screw it. So we're literally shopping in the bottom of Rockefeller Center because it has like all these shops in the in the underneath or beneath it. We're down there shopping, and this lady comes up to us and goes, "Hey, are you guys Jimmy Jimmy Fallon fans?" And we're like, "Yes." Who isn't? I love his fake laughs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So uh, we're like, "Yeah, of course." And she goes, "Well, would you guys want to?" You know, take like 40 minutes and come hear his monologue rehearsal. And I'm like, shit, really? Shit, yes, I would. Without <laughs> yeah, a doubt. Verbatim, shit, yes, yes, I would. Bet your sweet little rump. So <laughs> literally, she's like, all right, well, come on, follow me. So we like take off walking and she takes us like up this escalator uh, and then like through, through this staircase. And there's like a huge lobby up there with like 50 people in it. And she's like, okay. And we had to go through like a security check and all that stuff. She's like, all right, we'll just wait here and then they'll get you all set up. And so they kind of, you know, were trying to get us all hyped up for it or whatnot. 
So for everyone that doesn't know, a monologue rehearsal is exactly what it says. The the first part of when he comes into the show and he does his like opening jokes, that's like his monologue. So it was basically like his rehearsal for that, where he tests the jokes out, see which ones kind of work and what's funny, and then they kind of decide what they're going to use for the show. So it's kind of informal. It's not, you know, like a full show or whatever. So anyways, I'll speak along. So we get into the get into the uh, into Studio B, which is where they they have the show every night, and we're sitting down, and the the producer you know stands up and he's talking to us, and he goes, so as you guys know, Miley Cyrus has been on the you know on the the show all week, and you know for I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but Miley Cyrus's godmother is Dolly Parton. Did y'all know that? Yeah, that's pretty know cool. That, yeah. Okay, well that's what he says to us. He goes, I don't know if y'all knew this or not, but Miley Cyrus's godmother is Dolly Parton. Well, one of the most famous events that happened for Dolly Parton, or one of the most you know well known, is at the 1983 Country Music Awards. Her and Kenny Rogers performed "Islands in the Stream," and it's like some big noteworthy thing. Whatever. I was two years old. I don't remember. Anyways, so he's like, tonight we're going to relive that, and he goes, we're gonna we have something going on. You guys are going to be the live audience for it. So whenever we play this back during the show. This is so you know have a good time, cheer, clap, all that stuff. So I'm like, hell yes, this is awesome. So hell yeah, bro, Jimmy Fallon. Hell yeah, bro. So they start they like and they have roots there, you know, his in-house band and all that. So they you know they start playing the music. Well, Jimmy Fallon comes out dressed like Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Hell yeah. And he's like singing the song. Well, then Miley Cyrus comes out dressed like Dolly Parton. So they do the full duet of like Islands in the Stream, and it. It's, I mean, it's good, of course, and it's fucking hilarious. So we're all cheering and stuff. Well, they do like two takes of that, which is really cool. So then he he proceeds to do his monologue rehearsal dressed like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. which was pretty funny. Uh, but it was real informal. He kind of went through the jokes, and and you know we laughed at the ones that were funny, and some were you know whatever. But uh, it was cool. It was a very cool experience. I was hoping to you know maybe they'd give away some tickets for the show. It didn't happen, but it was it was still a cool experience for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. is. That's really cool. cool, man. And I kept like the little wristband and the ticket that we got just as a little keepsake. Memories. Memories. I know I know a few people who have went to New York and just seen someone like a celebrity out I know. like eating at a restaurant and they're right. like, "Oh, cool." Well, that, I think that was one of the cool things about like staying in down in like the middle of Manhattan was just you always have that possibility of of seeing someone now for future reference, we, we, I for sure want to go back. And I think, you know, Andrea does too. Um, I want to do more off, you know, off the beaten path type stuff. I want to go to the Bronx. I want to go to Harlem, hell's kitchen, um, hell's kitchen and just, and Soho and little Italy and, um, you know, Chinatown. I want to see some of the things that, that aren't so touristy because we went to Ellis Island. We went to statue of Liberty and saw all that stuff, which was cool. We went, by the way, if you if you ever go, you have to go to the nine eleven museum. Holy shit, dude! Holy shit! I didn't go to the museum, but I saw like the monument. And oh like my god! You want to you want to talk about bringing it back? Like all the detail, all the stuff that they have in there. You hear like you hear the audio recordings from when the flight attendants called the tower oh, to, to say that they were that they were hijacked and that they were like people had taken over the plane. You have to. You get to hear the voicemails of the 
people who were on the plane or in the building, the voicemails they left to their loved ones. Those make me cry almost every time. Oh my God, dude. I was like bawling. Like everyone's like crying and, and just all the stuff they have, they have like, they have a fire truck from like, I can't remember the, which, uh, which firehouse it was, but it, uh, it was one where all, all 11 members that, that responded that day perished. Uh, and like half the truck is like caved in from debris that fell on it. Uh, it's just, it's overwhelming, man. It's golly. It like punches you in the face and you feel like it get well one. It like all the emotion overwhelms you and then you get pissed off all over again too. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. Who'd you get pissed off at? Al Qaeda. But was it? What? Adam has strong feelings about this. We'll save no. that for another time. No, we're not doing that. But I've been to, uh, I've been to the nine 11 Memorial. Um, I love the. Were you gonna uh, say like it being a conspiracy? Is that yeah, what you're yeah. Where the buildings were, how they had that like infinity water drop off. Yeah, that, it's really that's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. And what the cool thing and part of the museum is is that you're under, you literally go under the fountains, and you're 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 walking all underneath where the original twin towers were. Damn, for real. It's it's and they've got the girders in there. They have some of the original girders that were at the point of impact. And, and you see how they were like sheared and, and bent over. And it's, God, dude, it's, it's fucking crazy. It's intense. Like all, it's like just, camping. Yeah. Just like camping. It sounds crazy. It is. And it I, sounds crazy. I didn't even want to like take that many pictures. One, because everything's so massive, but two, because I just wanted to like live in the moment. And it's, it's nuts, dude, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I've never been to New cool York. Place. Not once. It's cool, man. It, it is pretty cool. Um, I went to New York for the Governor's Ball Music Festival uh, two years ago, I want to say, three years. Um, we stayed in a, in a hostel in Brooklyn. One of the coolest experiences of my life, just meeting, because pretty much everyone you meet in a hostel is from a different country. Right. Like, you have to be out of state to stay in a hostel, but everyone that I met was from Australia. I met a guy from New Zealand, uh, a couple from, from Canada. Uh, it was just a really cool experience, and and just, I mean, you're you're in the the heart of Brooklyn, pretty much. It was like a it was like a a loft hostel. It was really nice. cool. I enjoyed the city. We uh we went to Central Park, which was dude. Central Park was amazing. It is. It's it's just so cool to be in such a massive park and then look up and you see these huge buildings, and you're yeah. like, God, is this is so intense? Like it's it's nuts. Yeah, the friend that I went with, we were we were wondering like. Can you imagine just growing up there? Like we we were watching kid, not kid watching. What, what this if sounds, only this green, sounds creepy? What if the what if <laughs> what if that's a, like the only greenery you know, as as opposed to like right. what we know down here? Like yeah, yeah. But we were watching like you know kids play like a baseball game or something like that. And we're like, this is normal to them. They look up and they're like, oh, it's just fucking tall buildings up in the, the sky. And we're like, whoa, freaking Central Park, and we're looking up there. I know it's like nothing to them. Yeah, it would be weird. By the way, if you ever do go. For sure, for sure, get that city pass, bro. If you're yeah. gonna, if you're gonna Subway. do the touristy stuff, well, not just for the, t- I mean, but if you're gonna do the touristy stuff, get that city pass, pass, passed. Um, <laughs> you pay a, pay a few hundred bucks and it gets you into like all of the a few hundred it, bucks a piece. No, 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 for like two people. Um, but it gets you into like all the uh, like the Empire State Building, all that touristy stuff that you want to do. Uh, plus you like, you get to bypass some lines and it's dude, it's so much faster. And you basically you have a card with a chip in it. You just go and instead of having to buy tickets for everything, 
so much question better. yes did you ride the subways was that your main form hell of transportation? yes and by the way if you go don't use taxis don't use ubers walk and use subways yes that's the only way to travel dude did anything crazy happen to you on the subway um not no not dude. really i saw some i saw some interesting people though for sure unbelievable you see people having sex or something no 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 not quite i was the one doing that but nice. um we saw this guy he got on the subway and then he had the, like this little portable loudspeaker on his hip and uh like a headset and stuff like that and he had like on this stupid dr seuss hat and uh he turns it on he's like all right like everybody my name's blah 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 i'm a uh i want to be a performer blah 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 you know this is my where you can find me. And then he starts, fuck it, dude, singing this annoying song called Waddle Like a Duck. I wish I could play it. I'm going to play it. I'm, somebody look it up. Waddle Like a Duck. And he was like, time, he was like, Waddle Him Like a Duck, walking up oh. and down the, the damn subway car. That would be annoying. I it hate, was. And everybody was I like, stuff like, everybody that. felt so bad for him because he was like, he was like, come on, everybody, Waddle Like a Duck. And he would go up to people and like, just Waddle Like a Duck. Waddle like it and just keep pointing at them and they're like you know laughing uncomfortably because they're like huh, yeah like, and they, like, they're like it's okay no part of that and then at the end he's like once again here's my name I'm a I want to be a performer any tips that you guys have would be grateful so he starts like walking around with his hat out and or like, something like that giving him anything. nobody gave him anything and then he got pissed he was like are you guys fucking kidding me i come in here and put on a live show for you guys and you guys don't appreciate it he's like you guys are fucking pigs he's like everybody in here is fucking ungrateful i come in here and do music for you guys and nothing ever happens and way, everybody was looking at each other like what the fuck is going on that for, sure, that for sure is the most annoying thing about up there is everyone you either have the people trying to give you like flyers or you have the people like that that are trying to and look Whatever they're trying to make their way. You have no idea until you've been to South America. Oh, is it way worse? Oh my God! So, well, hold on, and I you out stand of country, out like a sore thumb when you're six oh, foot three, <laughs> three hundred pounds. Well, look, I'm a huge man. This is yeah. this is what this was the one that really annoyed me though. And look, I get it. Everyone's trying to make their own way. You got people that are trying to give out their music and sell their music, and it's cool. I, I understand you're trying to you're trying to make a living. You're trying to do your own thing. But we're walking through Times Square at night. And, you know, the lights are bright. Every, there's a shit ton of people out there. And this this black guy is trying to hand out his music, these CDs. Why does he got to be black? Does well, this pertain be, to the story? Yes, it does. I okay. mean, he's a black guy. So he's uh, he's trying to hand out his CDs. And I'm like, and, and you know, at this point, we've, we, we've been there uh, not like less than a day. And we've already been asked so by so many people who, you know, trying to stop us. And we're just like, like cold shouldering everyone. And he's like, hey, I got I got this music. And he's like trying to give it out. And I'm like, just like blowing by him. And he's like, hey, he goes, hey, man, don't be afraid of a black guy. And I'm like, I'm not afraid of a black guy. And he goes, like, hold on, let me, I got some good music for you or whatever. And he, and so like my wife kind of stops to engage him and like listen to what he says. Cause she generally thinks he's trying to just give out his music. So we stop and we talk and like he's trying to give us the spiel about how he's you know recording this this rap album all this stuff and he's like oh is this your bodyguard or your husband or what and I'm like and I just said yeah yeah and he's Gay, like oh sir. okay and, and she's like my husband and he's like oh so all of the above and I'm like yeah and so he goes all right and he like gives her the CD and uh, and then he then he goes you know uh, 
you know, we're just trying to get anything we can out of these CDs. And, I'll, and, and I'm like, I thought you were trying to give them away. And he's like, yeah, but yeah, but we're trying to, you know, get anything. So I'll take anything you got, you know, five, ten dollars, whatever you got. And I literally had like three dollars in my wallet because I don't carry cash. I gave him three dollars. And I was like, I was like, ah, man, sorry. That's all I got. I got two bucks. And he's like, he's like, uh, all right, that's cool. I, you know, maybe, maybe I'll get you next time or whatever. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I like to I like to be really self aware and I always know how much money is in my pocket. And on numerous occasions when I knew that I only had like twenty five cents in my pocket, those street guys would come up to me and be like, you know, let me do something. Let me do something. I'll stop them and I'll say, All right, I want you to do something. Before you even do it, I promise you that I'll give you every nickel in my pocket mm. if you do something that's really amazing and that surprises me or one of my friends. And like, oh hell yeah, man! Every every penny you have in your pocket, I suck like, your dick. Yep, and they'll do something, and like people are like, wow, that's really cool. And I'm like, okay, I told you, man, and I'll pull out like a quarter. I'm like, oh man, fuck you, man. I'm like, no, don't you fucking dare, bro. Don't you dare. <laughs> I, you know, like you you should be smarter than that. You know, it's like that fucking bum that told on us downtown that last time I was on the podcast. <laughs> whenever you kick, whenever you kick yeah. the bottle, he did it. He did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my friend wouldn't give him money, and I wasn't. I wasn't even a part of it. So, uh, speaking of bums, great transition. Let's talk about Adam's escapades. Mm. <laughs> mm. Damn. Oh, the shit. old, the fat, and the ugly. Yeah. yeah, I don't. So, what's been going on with it, man? You had any any luck? Uh, no. Not even remotely. So nothing. Well, I maybe I should take that back. Okay, so tell me, I know you got something. I got something. All right, let's I hear got it. a couple something. Let's hear it. I'm gonna make this quick. We've been going on this damn podcast. No, forever. no, no, no. Don't you dare cut short Adam's escapades. I don't care if we sit here for another four hours. No, we ain't sitting here right. that long. Let's all right, all right. I'm giving it. it to you. Give it to me. I'm giving it to you deep and raw. Give me all six inches of it. So <laughs> let's be honest. It's like four and three quarters. Uh, it, about right after we finished the last podcast, I changed my profile and I figured out match a little bit. When you change your profile, it suddenly like brings you back to the top of the list. It's almost like a fresh start. I think okay. it's an unwritten rule. But every time I change my profile, even if I change a sentence in my profile, I suddenly get message, 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 and all these people like showing me attention. Now, it's the same that I told you before. It's old, fat, and ugly, you know. Michelle. Yeah, but I mean, and I mean, I look, look, I, you know, I'm not going to do this again. I love women. If you haven't figured out how much I love women so far, you're nuts. I say it like a million times. Um, I mean, people that understand how to try. Anyway, I'm just, I'm not going to, feel, I feel like obligated to like continue to smooth over the, the old fat and the ugly thing. No, but I mean, look, it's, it's, it's true. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just the truth. I mean, there's just, the, those are the people I'm just not attracted to. Uh, um, but so this girl, very attractive girl messages me and says, wow, really like your profile. Cause I changed my profile again. And I really changed it to like, I love to make people laugh. It is my lifeblood. I want to make people laugh all day. I'm like a comedian. I love to laugh and have fun. And I, I, I like flip my profile around and I cleaned it up and immediately started getting a lot of attention. Well, someone who was giving me a lot of attention was this chick. Okay. And we started to talk and I said, we should talk on the phone one night. And, you know, we're texting and stuff and she's really funny and 
we start, uh, I mean, this, and this is basically the first success that I've had. I mean, you know, I went on the two awful dates and then it was nothing and I was pissed. Right. So one night we talk on the phone. She's, mm, she's a little annoying on the phone. She's in what way? What is it about her? That's annoying. Super bubbly, super Uh, giggly. It almost a little, a little over the top. Yeah. It a little like a, like a girl. Like a girl, uh, okay. you know, and has never had to drop alcohol in her life. Like she probably has a bunch of stuffed animals in one bedroom. Virtually guarantee it. Is that okay. true? She's never had a drop of alcohol? Never had that? a drop of alcohol in her entire life. <sighs> mm. So at one point, we're talking on the phone, and we're we're having really nice conversation. She is a fucking doctor. I didn't believe her at Ooh. first. She is like a serious, legit doctor. What kind? Hell, I don't know. Oh, okay. She didn't go. And I'm not okay. going to talk too much about her, and you're going to find out why here in just a minute. Oh, mm. okay. Okay. Mm. So Now you've got me hooked. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're going to find out, boy. I'm going to hit you all with it. Give us the punchline. Oh, the punchline is fantastic, and the punchline has a, what don't do you call it? What is like M. Night Shyamalan? It has a twist. A twist. Oh, a God. twist in the punchline. It has line. an M. Night Shyamalan twist? It has an M. Night Shyamalan fucking minds. You mean the water kills the aliens? The water... <laughs> Kills the fucking aliens. You mean they're living in modern society the entire time? <laughs> yeah. The plants are killing the people. Go yeah. ahead. Anyways. Yeah. So, stop. will you stop? <laughs> I love in Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, you're upsetting me. Um, so, we we strike up a few nice conversations and everything's nice and we have a lot in common and she's really sweet and bubbly and fun. And I am really enjoying talking to her. To a point. She's a little annoying on the phone, but I can get over it. Who cares? Okay. So we start talking one night and I tell her, I, I'm like, I have, I have a podcast that I'm a part of. And she's like, you have a podcast? I'm like, yes, I have a podcast. It's, you know, whatever. She was like, well, you got a great voice. I love your voice. I love talking to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, so what do you talk about on your podcast? And I'm like, anything. I'll talk about anything. And I end up kind of, I'm like, this is a perfect segue into just in case you're going to fucking catfish me, I'm going to tell you some of the stories about my match dates. Ooh. So I tell her that I've had these awful match dates, you know, sold me a Civic, pulled up in a semi-truck. Did you tell her that you talk about them on the podcast? Yes. Oh, wow. That's it. So she said, oh, really? And I said, yes, but and I want you to understand something. Like, I'm a very moral and ethical man. I do not go on this podcast. I would never release someone's personal information. I would never talk about them at a point where people would know who they are. I mean, there's, you know, millions of people in Nashville. I could be talking about anybody. Maybe they don't live in Nashville. You know, maybe they live in another city. It'd be anybody. Right. right. Anybody. 325 million people in the United States of America. Whatever. So she was like, well, that's a little weird. Are you going to talk about me on your podcast? And I was like, look, if I ever mentioned you on the podcast so far, I mean, she had sent me pictures of herself and was like, here I am. I am not going to catfish you. This is me. This is me. Pictures from Halloween pictures from like a while back and very attractive. Okay. Very attractive. So an average, she's average. So, she was like, well, I don't want you to talk to me on the, about me on the podcast. And I was like, well, look, just chill. Like, I'm not. And, and even if I did, it would be so nondescript. No one would ever know. And she's like, okay, you know, just don't. You know, and, and I'm like, look, so far, this is a success. You, I really enjoy talking to you. The others two, I didn't enjoy as much. I really enjoy talking to you. And you've sent me, like, legitimate pictures of yourself <clears throat> that are, like, accurate. They're accurate, right? Yes, they're accurate. 
Well, then you have nothing to worry about. Nothing. I'm not mean. I'm just kind of talking about my life experiences. So the next day, we don't talk very much. She had to get up at really like 3.30 in the morning and do her rounds. I mean, she's a legit doctor. Right. So that night, we're talking and it's sparkling. It's fun. We're texting. How was your day? It was great. Yada, yada, yada. So I end up saying, we need to go on a date. Like, it's time. I really would love to meet you. I would love to get to know you better. You just seem like a really cool chick. Are you sure? And she said, are you sure we're a good match? And I'm like, well, yeah. Like, we've been talking. She says, I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking that uh, you, you, we might not be a very good match for each other. And I'm like, why? She says, well, I don't ever want you to speak about me on your podcast. And I was like, well, I mean, that's okay. I get it. But there's no way that I can guarantee you that. That's my podcast. It's my That's my time. You can't censor me. Wow. And how dare you even try? But I said it in a really nice way. But I mean, and stop, stop being, you know, don't be scared. I'm not going to be like, you're it's not, not like you're going to go in here and bash. Yeah. Her. I'm not going to give her phone number out. Like I have morals and ethics, right? I'm not a piece of garbage. Well, I don't, I just, I'm letting you know that I'm a doctor and have a reputation to uphold and I don't want to be on your podcast. And I'm like, what, what, what reputation are you talking about? I would go on there and say, there was a person. She's really cool. We went out. There are millions of. Hundreds of six hundred eighty-four thousand in Nashville to be huh? exact. Six hundred eighty-four thousand in Nashville to be exact. Doctors? No, just people. Oh. How many? Six hundred eighty-four thousand. There's a million people in Nashville. Anyway, so and and I mean I'm talking the greater Nashville area. This is blasting out to lots of people. I haven't even mentioned what hospital. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm not going to tell you what hospital she works in. Right. You know it's stupid. So she was just like, I do not want to be on your podcast, and I I basically was like. I don't understand why you have such an issue about this. I'm not, no one would ever know. And that's not your place to say. So she, second conversation ever, she drew a line in the sand. Maybe third. So by now I am, I am officially frustrated, but it's, there's a part of me that's like, I'd really like to go out with her. Right. Okay. So in the middle of us texting, I get on match. Coincidentally, she's online. Okay. Here's the twist. Uh-oh. I go to her profile, and I'm sitting with a friend of mine. And I say, you should, like, here, just look at this chick. Like, she's really cute. She's texting me kind of weird. It's kind of, She's, like, talking about this podcast, and she's kind of freaking out about it. And I'm trying to smooth it over. I'm trying to be like, yo, just chill. Everything's going to be fine. I'm not going to say anything that's going to, like, I'm like, like that's I'm not that kind of guy. I would never do that. I would never, I would never like, defame you that way. I, I can't but here, wait. check I, these I pictures. I literally cannot wait to hear this. Check your, check, check this chick out. I want you to <clears> see <throat> this. And I'm like, see this picture? I recognize it, recognize it, recognize it. Whoa. That's a new picture. Plus 50. Oh, oh man. Shit. Roughly. Plus 50. She she baited you. So you? I told her the night before when I was talking about my podcast that I had had, you know, like, and I was like, you're gorgeous. And you're sending me all these pictures. And I'm like, you're a thick girl. I don't care. She was thick. I don't care. Plus 50, she was still cute. But she knew that when I saw her, it was going to be plus 50. And she was going to be podcast material. Yep. She knew. So I told him, he he started dying. He was like, whoa, hey, ho, ho. That's not, whoa, that, like, that must be her for real. And I said, yep, I guarantee you that's a recent picture. 
Guaranteed. She just added it. Guaranteed. And now she's texting me saying, you know, I don't know if we're going to be a good match and I don't want to be on your podcast. So she ended up making some she comment. Knew. She knew. She <clears throat> knew. She she was catfishing. Or, you know. Not, not catfishing. Yeah, but. She, she was, was lying. lying. She was lying. Yeah. And so I basically said, you know, look, I'm not going to talk about you on the podcast if you'd like to meet. Like, I just kind of put my foot down. Not going to talk. Or, or I said, look, you're going to end up getting talked about on the podcast. Hopefully it's a success. If you want to meet up, I'd really love to meet up. She said, I don't want to be entertainment. The next text message was like, hey, it's been really nice. I said this to her. Been really nice talking to you. You take care of yourself. And she was just like, thank you, question mark. And I said, I didn't even, I never texted her again. Wow. Never texted her again. He told me, he was like, she'll text you, she'll text you. I said, no, she won't. I mean, she's a doctor. She's intelligent. Like, she's she gets it. She, she te- knows. She but, texted you, didn't she? No. Oh, okay. Never. I'm glad, too. And and I didn't think she would. I mean, she's, you know, like a 38-year-old. You know, she's like an adult. Right. She's probably not <laughs> going to be like a child, even though she was really bubbly and goofy and stuff. But it was funny. She was just like, but I don't want to be. And I was just like, hey, super nice talking to you. Bye. <laughs> you know, it was just like done. You got to break it off. Yeah. So then I went through another dearth where there's just nothing. Dearth? Yeah. There's Yeah. You've never heard that. Yeah, get, <laughs> no. get a fucking dictionary, you douchebags. Uh, <laughs> I told you that was one of my weaknesses. Don't yeah. use that against me. Yeah. <laughs> Words. Yeah. Uh, okay. You read good. Um you sound nice. Yeah, I love the way you talk. It sounds so pretty. By the Me way, a, d- a dearth is a scarcity or lack of something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Good to know. I know. I'm just letting everyone else know because I guarantee you no one else knew what the fuck that was. Well, I have a really healthy vocabulary. A really girthy one? Yeah, yeah really girthy. Continue. I have a, yeah. Yeah, there is a dearth of girth in my life. Uh, a lack of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I went on and I'm I I'm going to use that at work tomorrow, by the way. A Continue. dearth of girth? No, no, yeah. the word dearth, <laughs> goddammit. Oh, my God. So, I went back on and I changed my profile up again and I started getting a lot more attention. Same old, same old. Well, then... This absolutely picturesque, completely, utterly gorgeous chick, like, messaged me and, like, liked one of my photos. And I was just like, there's no way this is real. It was real. What are you holding your fucking hand up for? Can we start calling the norms that you get UFOs? Ugly, the the norms? Ugly, fat, and old UFOs. Oh no! <laughs> let's call. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I got a bunch of UFOs. You got a bunch of UFOs. Yeah, ugly, fat, and old. Yeah. Uh, so I texted this girl and like we messaged a few times. She was really into sci-fi. We talked about our sci-fi authors. Everything was great. Then she just stopped. Like, read a message, never answered me again. So that's pretty standard. Why? I don't. I don't How get does that it. happen? I don't understand it. It's just it's like that's just standard operating procedure. It's SOP on match. <laughs> so then I had a you know, I had another one that was that was pretty successful. We're talking and it's nice and she's she's really, you know, really nice, got some kids and she's cute, sweet, and kind. And, you know, we're just talking, friendly. Hey, maybe we should go out one night. And this one she has sent me a million pictures of herself and been like shit that's like dated today. Cause I told her, I was like, I'm over it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people lying to me. What you see on match is 100% me. 
100%. I'm tired of people lying to me. And she basically took a picture that was like dated today. You know, she held up like the New York Times and was like, here I am. It's like a terrorist photo. Nice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like a terrorist photo. I like how you did the connection with New York Times. Like. Yeah. So, but yeah, so during this whole time, I had something really weird happen to me. Okay. This girl texted me and she said, hi. And that was it. Okay. So I went on and I just said, hey. How's it, how's it hanging? Something like that. And she said, I think we, we make a really good match. Okay? Now. Hold on, hold on a second. On match, is your telephone number open to anyone? No, she's messaging me on match. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, th- I thought you meant text message. I'm oh. sorry. Continue. If Continue. I say text or message or whatever, it means Okay. On I'm with match. you. I'm with you. I got you. I was sorry. on the same boat. Yeah. So, <clears throat> she... I said, she said, hi, and I said, hey, and she made, she said, we seem like a good match, and then she made a random, super random ABBA reference. She made an ABBA reference, and a reference to one of their songs, like, hey, babe, we're such a great match, babe, or something, I mean, something random, and I was like, I I, I texted her, or I emailed her, or messaged her, or whatever, and was like, whoa. Whoa, because she made that reference and then said, yes, that was ABBA. I was like, wow, that was really random. I can't believe you made an ABBA reference. That was the last time that I ever messaged her. So she started to basically have a conversation with herself. Have you ever seen the movie Swingers? No. With Vince Vaughn? With Vince Vaughn. And and, and so he basically calls this girl his answering machine, and he's like, Hey, it's just me. Had a great time tonight. And then he, and he gets cut off. So he keeps calling it, trying to finish his message. He ends up basically having an entire relationship and then breaking up with a girl over her answering machine. And he's never even been out with a one, on one date with her. <laughs> the last message, he's like, Hey, this is just not working out. So I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to like, I'm going to walk away from this. And she calls him and she picks up the phone the next time he calls. And she was like, don't ever call me again because all he does is just like have a relationship with her answering machine over one night it's crazy she did that to me so i never messaged her again after the whole abba thing and she was like yeah there was an abba reference i have the best references you seem really cute i think we should you know we should talk i was busy so then the next message comes in says like so anyway you know like i I love i have i'm full of all this useless knowledge I, i i I say all kinds of really goofy stuff and people love me and you think they always think I'm really funny. And then she sent another message. It said, you know, you really seem like you're probably pretty funny too, based off your profile. Maybe we should, you know, hang out. You never seem like you're on here at the same time, or, or excuse me, we never seem like we're on here at the same time. Here is my phone number. So go ahead and just t- call me or text me sometime. Cause I'd really love to text you. And then comes the last message. Aggressive. The last message says, the punchline. Well, it's kind of a punchline. The last message says, well, I take it by your silence that you're just not into me. What was the time span of all this? Maybe 24 hours. God. Less than. Less than 24 hours. I take it by your silence that you're just not that into me. It's a shame. We really could have been a great match. You ever Jesus wanna, Christ, You ever want to text me? You've got my phone number. Who is this chick, Stan, from the Eminem song? Right. <laughs> It's like she's from the future, and she knows you guys are meant to be with each other. So while we were having this podcast, oh, wait, at work today, I was outside having a cigarette, and I messaged her, and I said, 
Yep, just uh, busy. Didn't get a chance to check my messages. Sure hope you have good luck on match. Bye. Man, I just deleted all her messages. That was the last thing I sent her. (laughs) During the podcast, she messaged me. I haven't read it yet. Oh, read it. (laughs) Read it it. right now. I have to know. Yes. Yeah, I got to pull this up, dude. Oh, my God. It probably says, I'm standing outside your your, uh, bedroom (laughs) right with an axe. Hey, look out your (laughs) south window. Your south window. (laughs) (laughs) She already has them located by the... Yeah, I haven't read this yet. So, she went on and she liked two more of my photos and said, you still have my munder... My munder. You still have my number if you change your mind. Ooh. Yeah, Dang, she wants it hardcore, hardcore aggressive. So I told one of my friends that I, I said, I almost wanted to school her and say, Hey, let's have a conversation. What you did is never going to ever find a man on match no. under any circumstances. Absolutely not. I want to help you. You are going to be more successful and more fruitful. If you listen to me, don't ever have one of these creepy conversations with yourself with no one talking to you. No, it happens to me all the time and I hate it. Where mm-hmm. I message someone and I'm, I'm like, hey, I would really love to talk to you. You seem like a really cool person and they never message me and it really stings and I don't like it, but I never message that person again. Nope. Ever. They are uninterested because they don't like the way that I look. Well, and all you're doing by doing that, I mean, you're pushing them away essentially anyways. You're freaking them the fuck out. Yeah. So she officially freaked me out. So I saved her number and I texted her just a little while ago. (laughs) You know what I did? I I dick picked her. (laughs) No. (laughs) Did you send her the word dick pic? Yeah. (laughs) I went online and I found like the biggest, veiniest dick. No, you did not. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. (laughs) I was like, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. I blew it up. It's like, you know, all the way across my five-inch phone. (laughs) That's what I should have done. But no, I just, um, oh, I don't know, man. You still have my number if you ever change your mind. Oh, my God. Yeah. I should message her and go, never going to fucking happen. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Match blows. And no, we're not creating a Bumble profile for me. I'm not ready for it yet. Copy and paste the, uh, the lyrics to Back at One by Brian McKnight and send them to her. Fucking Brian McKnight, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Uh, By the way, we are creating a Bumble. No, not on this episode. Have you created a a Tinder for you? No. You still haven't done a Tinder? No, I'm not ready. Maybe next episode. All right, so look, I'm going to make a commitment now. By next episode, we will have me and Devin, because that was the agreement. Yeah. We will have, we will, we we will have created you a Bumble account i've already got bumble on my phone you all no, no, no. Do- we've got to create the profile we've got to pick the picture yep and you have to create your tinder by next episode whenever that is Oof. i don't feel good about and it. and let's we need to do it in ample enough time before the episode so you can start getting responses from yes it. yes so we have to do it asap which is what we promised last episode but we never got we're gonna to well it. we we did that episode right before vacation and it was that's it was true be, yeah it was a heck yeah of i went to charleston thanks for asking me about that guys sorry i didn't know you went to charleston you know what i did i fucking worked for a living that's true <laughs> <laughs> 
My oh fingers my to the fucking bone, Devin. <laughs> Slaving every fucking day. Fucking typing on Why the keyboard. I went to Charleston this weekend. Oh, what does this addiction have? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does this addiction have? Yeah, screw yeah. everybody that's ever been on a vacation in the last two fucking years, because I haven't. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, That's so the truth. So we've made our commitments. We have our homework to do. Let's again, get out there. let's get out there and get to it. Yeah, so. we we failed the first time. Yeah, but we'll do and it in again. case you're curious, I fucking hate online dating. <laughs> it's awful. Oh man, this is Devin. This is Josh. This is Adam. Peace. See you.